Good morning, everyone. The Mary Griffith Show rolls on Tuesday, January 30th. January is so long with 31 days. You would think they'd put all the long months in the summer when the weather's nice. Uh, Okay, I get it. It's not the way it works. It is January 30th, and the Mary Griffith Show is sponsored by Harvest Ridge Coffee. Get a delicious cup of Harvest Ridge Coffee at your home or at your office or stop by your local convenience store and ask for Harvest Ridge Coffee, a Pepsi product by Refreshment Services Pepsi. I'm excited to have my next guest on, her first appearance, but not her last, I'm sure, right here on the Mary Griffith Show. Brianna Rivera is the new director of the district. So we're going to take a little bit of time this morning just to kind of round out her resume. We're going to learn all about her, everything we need to know about her. Um, So wherever you want to start... You just tell us the story of your life. Now, you have to be done by 10 o'clock. So oh, gosh. You, I mean, kindergarten may not be where you want to start, but <laughs> give us give us the important okay, highlights skip, of your life, I'll okay? I'll skip around. Uh, yeah, so I started, well, let's start here. I was born and raised in Quincy. Good. So I'm, I'm from around here. I graduated from Quincy Notre Dame in 2016. Then I went off to school to Arizona State, and I got my undergraduate there. Why Arizona State? So, you know, I had been in Quincy my whole life. Put your life. microphone up a little bit closer to your oh, mouth. Just thank push you. it up. Just, yeah, there oh, you go. Oh, looky there. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure everybody go. can hear me a now, little bit clearer now. Okay. She graduated from Notre Dame, then went to Arizona State. Why yes, Arizona State? Here we go. Arizona State. So, uh, my brother had some interest. One of my older brothers had some interest in um, working at Arizona State um, as a teacher, professor, something along those lines. So, I checked it out. I thought, this will be something new. So I went. But you weren't totally alone, right? Because you had somebody there. Yes. So I did. And I met him, my wonderful husband, Ray, uh, let's see here, in October. So just a few months after I had started because I I was feeling like, man, why did I do this? I've been in Quincy my whole life, um, you know. Well, because we have a very close gene pool here and somebody has to go away every once in a while. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't do that. <laughs> my husband went away. Could he find a girlfriend? No. He had to come back he to had his to come hometown back of Quincy to find his hometown girl. Yeah, I know. And Ray, he had to, you know, he had to wait, wait out somebody from Quincy. I had to go all the way to <laughs> Phoenix, uh, which is so funny. Uh, I don't think he would have ever guessed <laughs> he would, he would be in Quincy, Illinois. But it was actually his idea. Well, I've of course wanted to set roots in Quincy, but he wanted to come back. He's not really a desert rat. Uh, he doesn't like the big city life. I mean, he does have, you know, love for Phoenix, but when he saw Quincy, he was like, oh, this is perfect. I can fish, you know, nine <laughs> months out of the year. This is great. Uh, so, so yeah, so I got my undergraduate at ASU. Uh, my first big girl job was at Quincy University. So I started there after I graduated ASU, which was 2020, not a great year to get a job. But we were really, really lucky uh, when we moved back, and I was able to work in admissions at QU. That was fantastic. I loved working there. And I also got my master's uh, degree there. So I have a master's in educational leadership from QU. Uh, stayed there for a few years. Uh, I worked at a wonderful law firm, Mulring & Ambly, who's also in the district shortly after and before I was approached um, by the district saying, hey, we have uh, this position open. Now, my background with the district goes a long way, um, and I'm sure most have read it or heard it. On. There's a bit of nepotism involved, There's but she has a master's degree, folks. She can do the job. Yeah, I can handle but it. But you now. are Bruce Guthrie's niece. <clears throat> yes. So that is where my love started. 
uh, for the district. He was the executive director for probably maybe eight to ten years mm-hmm. was his his time frame with the district. And I volunteered for a lot of the blues, a lot of the farmers markets. Uh, I was an intern for a couple summers while I was at Arizona State. And I absolutely fell in love with what he was doing every day. Uh, and I absolutely knew this is what I wanted to do. I mean, I pretty much at that point had grown up in the district and I loved downtown. I loved the architecture. I loved the businesses. And I thought, well, you know, this is the perfect. <laughs> I was like, I would love this job. However, you know, when I graduated from ASU, it just wasn't the right time. It just never was the right time until, you know, until somebody came up to me right and they said, hey, you should think about being the executive director for the district. And it was a lot to take in, but I have a ton of support, a ton of support between, like you said, my uncle and um, um, the district board. Uh, Jason Traders, our president, he's been wonderful. Uh, Jamie has been kind of running the show uh, for a while. I guess Jamie had no interest (laughs) in the job herself. No. And and so that's that's good, too, because you come in and you're not displacing someone who would have wanted the job. You're not. Exactly. That makes it very difficult. So she's very supportive. You know, it's also interesting because you were a city council member. Oh, yes. How could I forget that? And I find that intriguing because we often talk about diversity on boards, diversity Mm -hmm. in elected bodies. Now, you were appointed. You didn't have to run for the office, but it was nice to see a woman, a young woman, um, and this will help you in spades because now you know how the sausage is made. And so when the district has to come to the city to make a request or to talk about TIF funding or talk about anything, Mm -hmm. you have a different hat. You know the hat they've got on. Yes, so I know when they talk have. to their hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is a positive. I respect all 14 of them up there. And uh, whether or not we agreed on all the same issues right. or not. Because you, you were know, there during a contentious time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I was only there from January to, well, December, a full year. And a I felt like year. I had a full term under my belt by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my so you gosh. have a lot of experience. So you come with a master's degree. You come with a love of Quincy as your native home. You come with an understanding of how elected office works, although you never stood for election. Mm-hmm. But you understand how the city council works and all the different committees. And you also understand that with the district, you've got to get a lot of volunteers pulling in the direction to make it yes. happen. Um one of the things that we run a PSA about it, and I'll let you hear it if you haven't heard it already, about the Great. winter farmer's market. Mm-hmm. You had a love for the farmer's market, and I don't know if it was your idea or if somebody came to you, but the winter farmer's market. Let's just start there because sure. I think this is a brilliant <clears throat> idea. It was, and you know, it hadn't been brought up until one of the farmers, and this was before me, um, when Jamie was kind of the head honcho uh, in the seat, you know, one of the farmers came up and said, hey, I have all this extra stuff left over, and I feel I've been talking to a lot of the other farmers or the other crafters. They really want to see a winter's farmer's market. You know, um, could we get something like that done? And we're like, well, okay. So, we, you know, they had a few meetings, and then voila, we have the winter's farmer's market, uh, and it's been going really well. And the X company donated the space, yes. which makes it good because it has to be indoors. Nobody's going to stand out in the freezing cold. <laughs> You know, no. So So you've got an indoor place in the district. And how's it been going? Because it sounds like a great idea, but will people respond to it? Will people come down? Because, you know, obviously, hothouse and greenhouse growing, you can have fresh fruits Mm -hmm. and vegetables all year round. 
but I know people sell meat at the, you know, meat, yeah. you Pasta. butcher, you butcher yeah. all the time. You, you know, there are things that are year round, not just in the spring and summer. So yeah. why not have it? In yeah, the why not? You have winter crops. I mean, you have tons of people that have baked goods and there's uh, somebody that sells uh, deliciously made homemade pasta uh we you know we have some we have some butchers there at Alta farms who sells um who sells fresh meat so yeah it makes a lot of sense and it's been doing really well every time i've been there uh i mean there's just people roaming in and out in and out we have the bloody mary bar we have poorhouse which is right there so people will roam around in the farmer's market and then hit up the poorhouse which is brand new so it's a win-win, yeah. It is. It is a win-win. So I'm glad to. I'm glad to see that, and uh, that's one mm-hmm. way that WTAD supports is we run the free advertisement for yes. the winter farmers Thank market. You. So, yeah. you know, it's there's awesome. so much. We I think a lot of this. We just have to think about this. This morning, I had a story that, um, you know, we have some um, some blight in some areas. We have Winking Market. We have Dollar General. We have some places downtown where you can mm-hmm. buy a gallon of milk and some food. Um, but, you know, by and large, some of these places need a little bit more shoring up. And uh, I would encourage you to I've saved the save the story out of my take it down to Frank Winkie. You know, maybe they can get a new <laughs> freezer or a new uh, refrigerated <laughs> case for their store, you know, through the state of Illinois, trying to help out some of these um, market centers in smaller towns that are having trouble. Uh, you know, it really is becoming problematic uh, out in rural areas having a local grocery store. So that's mm-hmm. just one of the areas that, you know, the farmer's market, if they can bring that produce in and if people know they can come into Quincy on a Saturday morning, no matter what day of the, what month of the year it is, yeah. and they can get fresh stuff, all all the better. Yeah. So the winter farmer's market. Let's talk a little bit about um, Brianna Rivera, my guest today, the new director of, of the district. You just had your annual meeting, and by golly, not many people can say you have like what nineteen new businesses. What is it? Nin- how nineteen? Many, nineteen? Yeah, nineteen new out businesses. of the seventy-five new businesses that opened in Adams County, they made their home in the district, which in is great. I mean, that's good. That numbers. is fantastic. Now that's nineteen new businesses. Did you have a loss of businesses though? Did you have a we few? We did have a few. Yeah. We yeah. did have a few, and but I your think, net gain, obviously. But. Oh gosh, yeah, we're in the positives, which is wonderful. I mean, we always hate to see a business go, um, but businesses, they, you know, they leave for so many different reasons, or they, you know, so. Uh, we tend not to dwell too much on it, and we try to just get businesses in those spaces as quickly as possible. But, but yeah, the annual meeting was able to uh, highlight some of that. So it really has been a good year um, overall. It seems like there's a young, vibrant group of people your age and yeah. maybe a little bit older who are really grabbing downtown Quincy uh, by the horns and saying this is a great place to make a stake. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is because of some incentives that are being offered. Um, how many new residential upstory up apartments, up above apartments, have gone in? Do you have any idea how many oh, have gone gosh. in last year? Man, that might be a Jason Trader question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only two weeks in, Mary. Now, come on. Um, I'm not sure, but um, we work closely with some of those property owners, um, and I know they've built quite a few, and I actually lived in one of those. Ray and I, our first apartment was on the district, um, right above Sassy Joe's Boutique. So, um, But no, I, I know that they've built some along uh, 6th Street up above um, 
um, above those retailers. I know they're working on some kind of around the Washington Park area, right? Which would be really great. Uh, but the number, I'm not sure. Okay, now I want to know that. No, I kind of want to know. I don't expect you to know everything two weeks oh, into thanks, your job. Mary. Yeah. But I think that what, from what I see, is happening. Oh, yeah. And it has taken a long time. I remember um, a couple of falls ago when they had the fall preservation tour or something, mm-hmm. or maybe it was in conjunction with something else, but they had some loft tours. Yes. And my husband and I went on that and thought, you know, as we get older and no longer can care for a bigger house and a bigger yard, maybe, you know, coming back, because I lived in the district uh, oh, most good. of my single life, I lived in the district. Um, and so I know how wonderful it is to live downtown. Mm-hmm. It's really quite it's fun. quite nice. Yeah. It is quite fun, especially... Uh, you know, for, for the younger crowd. But, I mean, I think the older people could enjoy it, too, because, again, you're you're close to some entertainment and, and you can get your basic needs met. Yeah. So the housing portion of it is going to be a bigger and bigger portion. And I just thought of it, the brew house townhomes, the ones that are being built, right. um, those look fabulous. Um, and those are... Um, those That's are going the first up right now. new construction in downtown Quincy as far as residential in a very long time. Again, mm. we do need to repurpose our older buildings and do those loft apartments and do some rehab of some other oh, buildings. Yeah. But it's nice to see actual, you know, brick and mortar construction. Yeah. Um, you're from Quincy, so you know that there are people who say, Ugh, I don't want to live at the corner of 8th and, <laughs> you know, that's not a, quote, good part of town. How much of that do we still struggle with? I think a lot of that, a lot of people who embrace Quincy are people from out of town because they don't have these preconceived notions. And that's frustrating to me as a Quincyan that, you know, some of the opportunities that Quincyans could be getting are going to other people who have, who don't, aren't limited by the stereotypes of, oh, I can't live at that address. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think what's great about the Brewhouse townhomes is they're really trying to build up that area um, with the brewery right there, um, having all those events and kind of building up that uh, part of town, Calf Town. Um, so they're doing a good job. But yeah, you know, it's a bridge between Calf Town, the brewery, is. and the district. It's gonna. Well, it's if you build it, will they come? And mm-hmm. I think when you have that many people living in oh, those apartments, yeah. you're going to start seeing some more things you happening. See an adjustment, and I think. Um, just kind of thinking about people my age, I think they're more open to living in areas of the district that some people may say, oh, like, that's not the best part, you know. Um, One thing that'll change your mind real quick, uh, mm -hmm. I live in the good part of town. Oh, Mary. If my husband, if I had married my husband, I wouldn't be living in the good part of town. (laughs) I don't got no money to live in the good part of town. Oh, that's but funny. what is interesting about that is little old Mary lived downtown because that's what little old Mary could afford. Okay. Yeah. I think one of the things that's going to happen, younger people are going to say, to heck with the stereotype, to heck with this Tony address. I can afford to live down here. And if I either buy my own property mm-hmm. or I rent down here, I can have a good lifestyle, and if I, especially if I'm able to buy my own property yeah. or fix up and rehab my own property, I can turn that into something that, that I can then, when I have my 2.2 children, I can get my little house with the lawn. But I think a lot of young young people are going to say this is the affordable living that mm-hmm. I can 
access. And it's fun. I mean, when unfortunately, when we lived above Sassy Joe's, um, it was COVID. Everything was closed. No events were going on. We were like, oh, what a time to live downtown. Um, but if, if we would have lived like, you know, a, a, in one of those apartments, I mean, you have the blues right there. Yeah. You have all these. I mean, whenever Ray and I think of going out on a date night, we're thinking, oh, let's go to Soul to Soul. Let's go to, you know, let's go to this bar downtown. And I think most people think the same thing. So we're going to hope that most people are going to say, yeah, we need to invest or get an apartment downtown or a home near downtown so we can walk to I think the Ratskeller. I think you'll see yeah. some older people. I think you will see some yeah. older people with mobility mm-hmm. that will be willing to do the walk. They park the car and then they go and walk, you know, and then they're retired or whatever. And so it, it's a mindset that's going to change. Yeah. Um, having lived in Phoenix, Arizona, as you had seen <laughs> what a big city can do. My yeah. brother grew up here, of course. Uh, he lives in Dallas, Texas now. And I, I've told this story a billion times. Bruce Guthrie's sick of me telling this story. But you haven't heard it yet. So. <laughs> I haven't. My no. brother comes home to Quincy, and he cannot fathom why our riverfront is so vacant because they have a little thing called the Trinity River, which uh, Cedar Creek is more massive than the mm-hmm. Trinity River in Dallas, yeah. Texas. <laughs> and, you know, these luxury apartments rise over this trickle because there's trickle. there's running water in Dallas, Texas, you know. There's a drop of precipitation has formed. Um, and he comes home and he just can't fathom why there aren't, you know, wall to wall between the bridges high-rise luxury apartments with all the wealthy people living downtown looking over the water. And, of course, if you talk to most people, oh, the riverfront, oh, you know. So it is, it's a mindset. But one thing that does help out a lot is, and this is not true of the district, it was maybe true several generations, a generation Mm -hmm. ago. When things get downtrodden, there's a market there for people to come yeah. in with the thought process and snap it up, just like the old abandoned brewery houses, just like the vacant lot there where the new apartment buildings are gone. Somebody said, hey, I don't see blight. I see opportunity, and I've got the mm-hmm. investment, and I'm going to make it. So 19 new businesses, that means people are willing to throw their cash mm-hmm. at oh, yeah. making money in the district. And talk a little bit about some of these um, businesses, because one of the things I want to talk about, I talk with Joy Bearhorst a lot from Domestics. She's wonderful, of she course, is, as you yeah. know. Uh, she's the dynamo of the district. Oh, yeah. So many of these new places open. They don't advertise enough, I think. They're, that's fine. Social media is fine. But I think mm-hmm. you also have to get out to a broader, you know, to some other kinds of advertising. So we don't know about them. So what are some of these 19 new businesses? And I'm putting you on the spot. Don't you I keep can't expect you to know them all, but just give me an idea of what kind of places are opening up downtown. Oh gosh. Okay, so um, I'm trying to think. Now I'm kind of running around the the streets trying to think of some of these new businesses. Because um, you're talking about 12th Street to the river, Broadway to State. Um, it's Let's a big see. area. It's but a big like area. Eight open. Yeah, eight open. And see, sometimes I don't even think of them as new because they've just been a food truck in and around. But eight open but is they a big put one. A, um, yeah. brick and mortar they put a brick and mortar well which is what happens you know mm-hmm. they start going to all of these events downtown and then all of a sudden it's like hey we're going to set up in that shop over there so yeah eight open is one of the new ones um let's see here uh the poor house just opened they're brand new um let's see is quincy mm. brewing company still open oh yeah mm-hmm. quincy brewing company is still open mm-hmm. uh they're doing great um 
So, Silhouette Shop is under new ownership. They're, yes. They're making a commitment. <clears throat> of course, Domestics is anchored there for a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they just, I know they just consolidated, mm-hmm. so they're going to be in the district uh, primarily. You mentioned Soul to Soul. That's not new, but that's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. But that's down 6th Street a little ways. Yeah, it'll be a but, part. Yeah. you know, it's this promenade is really going to draw, I think, more people and attract more people downtown. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, well, let's walk and yeah. let's see what's around the corner. Because so many people just don't know what's down here. No, and and it's unfortunate. That's a big goal of mine is to just get more people downtown, even uh, and also get more volunteers downtown. Well, one of the things, if I can be the old crabby lady. Oh, sure. You have great events like Blues in the District. Mm-hmm. I personally don't care for it because that's not my type of music. However, I will, your sit, jam. Yeah. I will sit on the periphery and talk <laughs> to people. You know, it's like, thank you for having a concert. I'll go as far away from the concert as I can so I can just sit here and observe everybody walk by. Because if, you want to, if you're lazy like me, you just want to sit in your, walk, walk, in your uh, lawn chair and just watch the world go by you in a counterclockwise motion, it's a good thing. But they have these events, and then the other shops aren't open. It's mm-hmm. like, stay open, people. Because I talked with uh, Tiramisu, and on the nights that they have Blues in the District, their carry-out pizza business is out of this world. No, oh, I you know? can't imagine. I mean, yeah. so there's a perfect example of somebody got smart and said, hey, you know, we can gotta, carry out. You know, yeah, we got to profit off we, this. We can you know? profit off this. There's a bunch why, of hungry people out there. Why don't more district businesses stay open on nights when you have a big event downtown in the district? That's a good question. I'm not sure. And to be honest, I've spent years going to Blues and... I guess you kind of just go to the blues and maybe they figure they won't get as much foot traffic or everybody's going to be at the blues. Um, so I'm not sure. And and I'm trying to think of other businesses that might might have stayed open. But, yeah, I'm thinking of all the ones down Main Street. Maybe they're going to the blues. I'm not sure. But, yeah. It's just, a, it's sometimes it's, it's kind of a thought-provoking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm bringing several thousand people down here. And mm-hmm. if I wanted to go window shop or I'd have to just window shop because I couldn't go in and, go and in. buy something even though it's literally and you do you think street. of people that are maybe like okay you know my family brought me here um and I don't really like blues music but how about I you know shop around and and yeah and there's an option for people like that but yeah well you know again don't count on me you know <laughs> my problem is by the time you get well it's not just my age although like I said you know I'm 10 years older than I really am because I'm just a curmudgeon. But, you know, <laughs> sometimes when I get in at night, that's it. You know, I'm not coming out for Got anything. It. But there is so much going on down in the district that I do, do enjoy. So okay, much. get ready. Listen to this ad. It's about the Winter's Farmer's Market. Woo-hoo, okay, we'll take wait. a break. We'll come back. But first we have to head up to the Ursa Farmers Cooperative. Rex Battery brings you this report. Thanks to Rex Battery for always sponsoring our Farm Report. And, of course, they're a proud member of the district as well. Brianna Rivera, the new director of the district. She's only been on the job for two months, but or two weeks, I should say, but she was an intern. So she's pretty familiar with how things work in the district. Right now they're trying to get a, a more state and eighth extension of the district and, and stuff like that. Um, some people still don't quite understand in layman's terms, can you explain the tax increment financing district? Basically, the city of Quincy says, 
we're going to kind of give you this tax abatement. Uh, you're going to pay into a fund, but the fund is only going to be used for improvements in this certain area. geographic area, mm-hmm. and it's a way to rebuild blighted areas like downtowns. Um, state and eighth, you know, it's gone yeah. through some blight, and there's been a few things that have tried to happen. The State Theater's back. The Captown Cafe is there now. Uh, two steps up and one step back, though, because there's a fire, or there's this, or there's that. <laughs> you know, there's always something and really, since Sturhan Jewelers vacated that infamous 8th and State Street corner, you know, that that area just hasn't been the same. But State mm-hmm. Street Bank is still there. There's yeah. a huge apartment building on the corner of 8th and State. Uh, there's a new club in the main floor of that now. So oh, sure. what's happening and what does it take? What does tax increment financing do to the average person who's sitting out there going, well, that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't own any property down there. What's the benefits of having a tax increment financing district? Well, yeah, I'm actually learning even more about it. I have an exec board meeting tonight, and then I know that we're having a joint review uh, board meeting next week. Next week, or is that two weeks from now, um, about the TIF and I I know uh, from what you described is kind of my base knowledge of it, but the um, the positives of having this TIF, as you can see, what happened. I believe this is now, and I know somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. I know there's TIF East, TIF West, and I always mix up which one is Was first. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you look at the district and um, and in just the Washington Park area, Main Street. It started small and then got bigger yes. because it was successful. It and was now they're trying successful. to get it to the south, to State and Eighth. And I think it's a great idea because that area, I remember even my um, my parents talking about back in the day when. I'm old enough to be your grandmother. I know. <laughs> Back um, in the day, baby. Back in the day. When well, they had German Fest and Oktoberfest down there, that hey, was the way to be. Well, yeah, and, and they, they used to be my parents, and they grew up in the 60s. So they were um, used to going to that part of town to do shopping. Sure, and there was a now, Chinese restaurant yes. there. Oh, my God, that was so good. Yes, yes, and mm-hmm. um, and obviously State Street Bank has been there for, yeah. for quite a while. But, yeah, you had State Street Theater there. Everything was booming. And when, and you, and when you had the, uh, you know, the, the clothing store there, um, yep. you know, State Street Store, mm-hmm. um, and you had B&D Youthful Shoes where I got my orthopedic shoes that my <laughs> parents made me wear. So things come and go, but I mm-hmm. think there is a chance for a rebirth. There really is. The TIF will be the most efficient way to get it done. Um, but, you know, there are lots of hoops to get through. I mean, a TIF just doesn't happen um, overnight. You know, there there are lots of different boards that ha- it has to be presented to. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm hopeful and the district overall is in support of it. Um, but we're we're hoping we can we can get it in place and help out some of those property owners and business owners down there because there are some that are just super hopeful for that area of town and you know and you do have downtown like the Washington Park area and I think some people forget that Calf Town could be a another booming area that people can go to um, 
and right now, because right now most people will just travel down Main Street, down um, around Washington Park. Well, when we get this new bridge in, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to change everything. Yeah. Main Street's not going to be our front door coming in. All these cars that are, you're looking at coming past the radio ranch. Right. In 10 years from mm-hmm. now, there won't be anything coming past the radio <laughs> ranch, you know. Uh, it'll all be two blocks over, three mm-hmm. blocks over, whatever. And yeah. so there's a chance for a differentiation of where the You're right. welcome to mm-hmm. Quincy sign will be. It definitely won't be on Main Street anymore, but that doesn't mean that Main Street businesses will suffer. No. Uh, they can mm-hmm. they can be uh, good. I mm-hmm. want to ask you about this, because this is something I used to ask Bruce Guthrie all the time and when he was district director, and it is a hard question to answer sure. because the district is a conglomeration of individual business owners and uh, landlords, Mm-hmm. business operators, you know, people like Joy Bearhorse, she doesn't own her building. She just operates downtown. She has yes. a very vested interest in what happens in the district, but she has no land there. So you have a lot of different kinds of people. And one of the things that really disappoints me mm-hmm. as a longtime Quincy resident and try to have pride in Quincy, there are always going to be landowners who are these recalcitrant people who won't do anything. Their storefronts look like mm, mm-hmm. crud. Um, it's just a junk pile for the whole world to see. So here you've got new business being fixed up, new business being renovated, new business coming in, junk pile, new business. Is there anything that anyone can do? Because I know the king of the castle. I don't want people telling me how my front lawn has to look within reason. I I know if you get the grass is 24 inches tall, then they're going to come and get me. But is there anything anybody can do? If they're going to be vacant and run down and cruddy, mm-hmm. is there nothing we couldn't p- put a mural on the window or something to, well, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. something to camouflage what is behind there? Because it really does drag everything down emotionally. Yeah, and drags it down with it. Yeah, you know, and that's something that I've even thought myself because you do, you have all these businesses that look so pretty and they put their lights up um, during Christmas and, and they put a lot of effort and time and money into where they operate in or the land that they own. And, and some are just not that way. And uh, to be honest, I'm not sure, but there's not much you can there's do. There's not much you can do, I guess, legally but what you did bring up was kind of the the murals that could be put up to make it or maybe you know make it districty or put you know put things right. on the window so it looks a little bit more cohesive uh because you do you kind of see um even when people are operating in some of those businesses you, you almost are like oh i wish you could you know make your storefront a little there's bit there's so many facades that really need yeah. help and i know these people are renters mm-hmm. you know they're not going to necessarily go out and fix up the facade and there's vacant buildings that i'm sorry when they built the flood wall in hannibal Mm -hmm. Oh, the promise was all these vacant buildings will be gone because the property would be so valuable. These people will sell these buildings. Sure. Go down to Hannibal right now. And I've lived there for nine years. And the same crappy people who own those crappy buildings still own them. I don't know why they don't sell them. I don't know why they keep paying property tax on them. I don't know what is wrong with them. Mm -hmm. But guess what? That's their castle and they're the king and they can have it as crappy as they want. But it really drives you nuts well and we do have a few really wonderful property owners that they're investing a lot um into the district and 
they see when people okay you know when maybe a not so great looking building is up for sale we have great people to jump in and say okay you know i can i can take this on at least to make it look um like a great part of the district so i'm glad we have great relationships with some of those property owners because i think that's what we're going to end up seeing i mean you saw that um like we just talked about the brewery i mean that had been sitting there i'm i'll, I'll be very honest with you, even in high school or even before then, um, I wouldn't have known that there was a brewery district, <laughs> you know, downtown. Oh, and yeah, now, the, old, the old Dick Brothers. Yeah, yeah the old, yeah, the old oh, Dick yeah. Brothers Kids, Brewery. And you know, now it's yeah. all over. I mean, we have the rats color in there. So, you know, some of these property owners are um, are really investing downtown, and that's what we're hoping is saying, okay, like you have interest in some of this um, and some of these building, buildings would be wonderful. That's why I think the bicentennial mm-hmm. of Adams County is going to help a lot because every child's going to know who John Wood is. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by the fact that I bet if you went out to John Wood Community College and asked the student body who was John Wood, I, you'd, I mean, I'd you'd probably yeah, be I think you'd be very, very horrified. Oh, I don't care. Well, I don't, I don't care, I get, because I was young once, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not anymore, but I was young once, too. But, I mean, you know, come on. And this used to be my, you know, my, and I think that's going to help a lot. I think that getting these young kids, force-feeding them this history of Adams County, is going to help educate everybody. Oh, yeah. Why is there a windmill in Golden? You know, <laughs> why is John Wood such a big deal in Quincy? We're going to yeah, figure out who these people are. We'll take a break. We'll be back mm-hmm. with our remaining moments with Brianna Rivera, who is not willing to apparently arm wrestle recalcitrant landowners to cover up their windows with something pretty. But we'll <laughs> we'll try to build up her fortitude. There you go. <laughs> Our remaining moments with Brianna Rivera, who is delightful. She's the new director of the district. We didn't really get down to all the upcoming events, but that's okay. She's going to keep me posted, and we'll talk oh, yeah. about that. But for the future of the district, 19 new businesses this year. They're going strong. They're trying to add more housing, which Quincy desperately needs. They're trying to get more destination eateries and reasons to shop. Uh, big shout-out to Domestics, et cetera, and the Silhouette Shop. You know, there again, ladies, if you're not shopping at those places, you're missing the boat. Uh, there's something for everybody uh, down in the district. Um, What's uh, what's the next big event coming up? Oh, it's a fun one. Last year it was super popular. It's the Pub Crawl, March 9th, starting okay. at 3.17 p.m. in honor of St. Patrick's Day. Last year it was fantastic. The turnout was great. Um, at least that's what the reports say. And then um, I was eight months pregnant at that point, so I was not going <laughs> not to pub the crawling. pub crawling. <laughs> no, this year I will be. Um, so so that's really exciting. Ticket sales have launched on, um, I think, on our Facebook page and just launched on our website. I believe you can do that either place. And it's super exciting. And see, so, again, there are probably places downtown you're not even aware mm-hmm. of. So go to the pub crawl. Fifteen and bars have signed up. You go to all of them. Bars have signed up. I mean, you can have a soft drink. Nothing says you have to get <laughs> you can have a water at some of them. You can yeah. have a water at some of them. And then, of course, Blues in the District will be back. Yeah, and into you'll the have cleanup days and the farmers market, winter farmers market on now at mm-hmm. the Axe Company, summer farmers market coming up. And of course, Washington Theater, which is a separate thing, but they're making oh, yeah. great strides. And of course, our riverfront. Mm-hmm. Uh, b- big things are happening there. So lots and great. lots is happening. You're coming on board at a good time. I know. Lucky me. Yeah. Biggest, real quick, 10 seconds, biggest challenge. 
Oh my gosh. Um, learning the job, I would say it's a day to day basis. Getting all um, those people, getting all, all the landlords. information. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, we wish you all the best and we'll Thank have you, you back again. Many awesome. times. Thank you. Thank you.